Hi, welcome to the Ankler Podcast. I'm Janice Min, your host today. I'm joined by Sean McNulty of The Wake Up. Hi, Sean. Hey, Janice. Uh, and Richard Rushfield. Hi, Richard. Hello there. Hi. Um, Sean and I are coming to you today from Advertising Week in New York City, uh, which is uh, a big, spectacular brand of palooza. Um, <laughs> I moderated a panel today. I'm doing, uh, I'm appearing uh, on stage speaking in a couple days, but it's an appropriate place to be today given our topic of this podcast, uh, Netflix earnings, uh, third quarter earnings. Um, Richard and I have been sort of busy doing some other stuff today. Um, Richard was getting his Warner Brothers Discovery story out where he tackled, uh, let's see, debt ratio and things like that, which were a big surprise to me. Um, But so, Sean, we're relying on your wisdom uh, and analysis. So tell us, uh, what are the headlines out of this third quarter earnings call and letter that came out a few hours before? Sure. Yeah, it's, you know, a little bit of classic under promise over deliver, which Netflix has a history of doing on certain quarters. Uh, it was good, you know. It's his third quarter. Um, they beat their uh, revenue forecast uh, by f- I don't know what's a few <laughs> few hundred thousand dollars amongst friends. Sure. Um, but the, the top revenue, the top subscribers, essentially, they were predicting a million. They got two point four million global. So U.S. is back to growth, but U.S. is still pretty stagnant. It was plus a hundred thousand, which really is. Not much. So again, the U.S. is still saturated. You know, that's the ceiling no is the visible. ceiling has been hit, and this okay. gonna, they're probably going to be within that. And you know, that's kind of one narrative to look at. Most of the growth again was in Asia Pacific, our favorite uh, new region of the world, Janice. I yes. would think. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Uh, so that was roughly. Oh, well over half of the growth was from that wow. region. Wow, and did, do we know what countries? Did they break it No, up? there's no, they don't, yeah. Now, now we know all the countries, Janice. Now we have all the breakdowns. <laughs> of, um, and now Europe is, uh, well, Europe and Middle, uh, Middle East is now the biggest uh, region in the world for Netflix. Middle, Middle East? Uh, Europe and EMEA. Europe? Europe, EMEA, yes. I would have thought that those rising energy costs in Europe. Well, no, by subscribers. By subscribers. Right. So, yeah, so the people didn't, yeah, so there was no uh, drop off because of, energy costs or what have you. People or, were not canceling their Netflix, apparently. Wow. Uh, but that's also Africa. Again, they don't break out where that is. So it's everything that's not Asia or America or North America. Or Latin America. Or Latin America. Yeah, okay. so four regions. Yes, okay. exactly. So right. U.S., Canada, LATAM, Latin America. You have APAC, Asia Pacific, and then EMEA, which is Europe, Middle East, Africa, so center of the world. So Essentially, they've, 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 traded, uh, they, they, they've traded higher costs subscriptions for lower cost subscriptions here is that is that the story yeah i mean that's it's been the narrative and certainly the other part of this story the genesis is not necessarily heating costs of the problem it's that the strong dollars the problem yes now. so that's where the arpu your favorite My term arpu. we'll get mm-hmm. a minute, minute two here we're already we're already <laughs> talking arpu so yep. you know try to hide your excitement <laughs> um uh, the arpu and emea in europe is you know dropped it's down again this quarter. It's fallen two consecutive quarters ever since the turmoil, since the Russian invasion and all you know, that the world turmoil started. So, yes, they have more subscribers there now, but they are making less off of them. But that's because of the exchange rate, not because of other issues that are going on, which in theory, you know, you built a solid base that will eventually turn around, but it's not certainly in the near term, probably not. Um, the H-Pacific, so the, the RP was $8.34, $8.34 a month. It was about a dollar more about six months ago, but that change is not necessarily due to exchange the dollar. 
that's really due to some lower pricing. They cut prices in India uh, earlier this year. And so you're seeing that's a little more endemic to the business of you can't, again, we've talked about this before, uh, all the Asia Pacific content, you can't charge as much for these products in certain countries around the world where this growth is happening. So those trends are still going going on. But Netflix is hitting their revenue targets, so it's not necessarily impacting the business. But trend-wise, the U.S. is topped out. Europe still had uh, 500, uh, 570,000 in Europe, Middle East, and Asia. Not bad. Again, you don't know if that's all Middle East or more. Right. Or, uh, sorry, Middle East and Africa. Right. So you don't know if that's European growth, which is more higher ARPU subs, yes. or Middle East or Africa. And again, that's going down a bit. So it's a little hard to tell, but healthy number. Well, so <clears throat> my quick observation just from what I'm seeing people put on Twitter and uh, seeing some of the headlines, it feels like this was a little bit like, ha ha, I told you so. There was a theme of that around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Netflix. Is, I mean, my headline, I mean, Netflix silences the haters. It's just like, you know, yes. that's Q2 is all this stuff and everybody's talking about the churn rates, mm-hmm. going to kill them and, you know, all this other stuff, and, you know, and the numbers are, it's not showing in the numbers. Like, right. again, they're publicly reported numbers. Well, and they also, okay, so they kind of dunked on competitors a little bit. Um, um, oh, well, <laughs> well the, the, opening, <laughs> the opening paragraph, yeah. it was like, everybody else is losing $10 billion yeah. on streaming this, this year, by the way, and we are going to make essentially $5 billion was one of their, they put, they actually put it twice in the earnings report. In case you missed it. <laughs> in case you missed it. <laughs> uh, so revenue is the new <laughs> subscriber is what I would say. So okay. that is another lead story that they're now really trying to uh, get out there, even though five years ago they were like, don't worry about us losing all the money. It's all about subscribers. So now the narrative is now changing back to uh, look how much money we're making where everybody else is losing a lot of money. Well, so obviously, that's... Richard's going to do a debt analysis of all, all the streaming companies. It's like yeah, this... who or what? <laughs> what is the... Uh, Shopping at the what, bit. What is the term? What, what is the, show me the terms on their debt there. <laughs> well, they actually have no short-term debt due next year, Richard. You'll be happy to know. So they have no debt due in 2023. Right. So FYI. Like but... you didn't know that, Richard. <laughs> even hiding it yeah. all along. <laughs> um, exactly. But they also did a dunk on Rings of Power and House <laughs> of Dragon. I mean, they're like roasting everybody. So do you want to just talk about this chart? Yeah, so they put a, a chart in, uh, a Google Trends chart, which mm. take that for data as what you like, but yeah. just pointing out that Dahmer... Uh, Richard's it, favorite show. Richard's favorite show. Uh, the, our <laughs> resident Dahmer expert, Richard mm-hmm. Rushfield, yep. Um yeah. essentially had two times the trending of uh, Game of Thrones when that premiered, and they were both above Lord of the Rings. So that was their kind of just, just like, FYI. We're, all, we're also winning Google Trends, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. That that. <laughs> um, okay. It was, um, it was in there. Uh, just an aside, and Richard would have thoughts on this. Like, remember the narrative, like, two weeks ago that Ryan Murphy was doomed at Netflix and they all couldn't stand each other and he was going to go back to Disney and did Fox Disney. And then now he has the, now he's, now he's the star of an earnings call. You know, the, the Shonda and Ryan deals were pointed to for so long as, as, as these horrible, uh, uh, waste, uh, you know, crazy spending. Excess. Um, and they, they, they may, uh, both be, both be approaching break even. Yeah, I, and I, I saw, was it Dahmer and The Watcher 
Ryan Murphy's other show were both in yeah. uh, whatever the, the these things that make people insane. Netflix's own top ten is that right? What you yeah, <laughs> the Watcher numbers came out today, and they were you know how um, many minutes watched, but, blah blah blah. You know. The I, by the way, things, like spoiler, maybe, but. So, you know, The Watcher is based on a New York magazine story they did about the family in New Jersey that was getting these letters. They never found the guy or person. So yeah. I'm like, I, I like the whole point. I, like, <laughs> I read the story this week and I'm like, I just want to know who did it. And so I don't know if The Watcher comes up with a different end. That's why people are watching, Janet. Maybe they thought, did they, did they find something we didn't know about the story? Well, that, <laughs> Tune that, in. To well, you, know who did it, you know who did it in Dahmer? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent point. Um, okay, Sean, back to reality. What else do we need to know? What, advertising. This is like the... Yeah. Uh, so the ad launch is coming uh, in about two weeks, uh, mm -hmm. early November. You know, they're very nonchalant about this um, in that it's not going to materially affect Q4, which is probably true. We're already in Q4. You know, it's October, November, December. So it's launching kind of mid-quarter, which they said. Yeah. You know, and they're kind of, you know, don't expect an advertising campaign on this. Huh. Uh, this will not be something that it's just another choice we're giving our subscribers because we care. Uh, essentially, right. is if someone, they're not expecting many or really any people to down. Downgrade. Uh, downgrade. So they're really expecting this to be an additive people who have been holding out to, you know, come in at this $7 price point versus people who are paying 15 to 7 they, They're. I'm saying that we really don't expect that behavior to happen. Yep. We will see. Um, well, they they certainly congratulated themselves a few times on the earnings call by how quickly this came as together. They as they should. Six months. And, you know, look. Like, incredible, right? And maybe I, another company that could do that from just somebody in earnings call saying this and having everybody else being like, what? Right. To we are launching and we have it lined up and, have, you know, I'm very confident about it. And it probably won't be glitchy and, and weird. it probably will work. <laughs> yeah, so. probably, which would be the benefit. Um, a great, great thing. Um, exactly. And uh, then I think they also said on the earnings Hall, which I think we knew that that they'd sold out. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. So they said they had they had to turn away advertisers mm -hmm. essentially. Uh, and that, <laughs> go ahead, Richard. You have a you have that, a good that, 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 Sean and I were talking about this uh, before. Like, what, when you in, in real estate, when when you, you you don't you don't say, "Hey, we sold all thirteen of our houses that we had on the market." It's it's, it's the the critical question is for how much. It's it's like there's a there's a price at which you can sell anything. And if, if a house doesn't sell, it's because it's priced too high. And if it sells quickly, it's very quickly, it was probably priced right or even too low. So the, the fact that you sold out is meaningless. It's, it's how much did you, you sell for and how does that compare to what other people are selling at? Right. So and you're also setting your own inventory. Yeah. This isn't primetime television where it's a half hour and you have a number of slots. You can put as many slots as you in there, or as many as few slots as you want in there. I mean, I think Netflix is selling very well. I think people are very excited about the product. I don't. But at Richard's point, I don't know that this needs to be something that we're like, oh my god, we sold out. Like that's not a thing. It's not. It doesn't. Right, and especially <laughs> since they have a limited ad load compared with right. I mean, this, but that's their own rules. So right. you could adjust that either way. There's no quantification of that. Of like, you know, like the Super Bowl sells out because there's only so many slots in the Super Bowl. Right. That is a sellout. This is a f infinite, you know, uh, library across all. You know, so it's a little bit of a thing to. Okay, sure, why not? Okay, um, let's hit on some of these other points from okay. from uh, today. 
theatrical. This was a big, like, <laughs> another ha-ha. <laughs> right. This was not really in the earnings mm-hmm. report, per se, but more in the earnings call. Well, I can't, we have to get a new name for this. It's not an earnings call. It's, it's an earnings YouTube. It's, it's uh, <laughs> Doug, Doug from J.P. Morgan coming to, you know. Uh, asking the tough questions. Asking the tough <laughs> questions of uh, Greg and Reed and Ted and, uh, and company. Uh, so the earnings stream. Um, yeah, you know, they, they kind of position this as uh, we're in the business of entertaining our subscribers on our platforms. That was like, so we are not, again, thinking about movies uh, and they kind of you know 600 screens one one week November 23rd for Glass, for Glass Onion. Onion the uh-huh. Knives Out sequel and you know Ted kind of positioned it akin to like a film festival play which they always do and this mm. is just another kind of but you know you don't charge people across the country $12 to come see your movie at the film festival you know it's not right. it's like it's a movie release that's it's you know it's a little bit of like guys I don't know that your logic is is coming through the way, you you know. Well, as I think we've all said, it's the Never Say Never company, right? Well, right, right. (laughs) So they are adamantly, you know, religious about what they're doing until they're not. Have they revealed how much they're going to spend marketing this? The, the theatrical release, the marketing activation, Richard. That's exactly what it would be. Uh, there was no real indication of that. I, from the tone of the call, I wouldn't expect. It's a tough thing because they're balancing. You know, Ryan Johnson's very happy to have his film in theaters, and I don't know. Does when does the press campaign happen? Because the theater, the film doesn't come to Netflix for another month after that. So yeah, do when do you do the talk shows? When do you do? You know, like what right. is this? So. That's also Thanksgiving weekend, so they may just be people going to the theaters will find it, and I would probably lean more that direction. But they didn't—they didn't speak of it, Richard. So I can't really say you know one way either way for sure. I mean, if if they haven't committed to a, a full fledged public marketing campaign, they uh, probably believe it. They're not going to do one, and you know that's the thing about a theatrical release. It's not just half of it is that it's in theaters and people would see it on a big screen, but the half of the other half of it is you have tens of millions of dollars being spent in a couple weeks that turn the release into an event and that and make make the little film that you were made a, a major a destination that right. people remember they think of and um, if you're if you're putting it on some screens that that is great that's that that's only kind of half the battle about what people talk about when they when they say a, a, getting a theatrical release. Um, I, I just want to jump in and with one little note. Um, when ESG wrote about Netflix's entertainment strategy guy, when he wrote about Netflix's release of Glass Onion, um, he got a correction from someone at Netflix after the fact. Okay. That uh, he wrote in an update on his story, Netflix reached out to let me know they are not forewalling this film release. Oh, yes. Oh, I think that's true. However... They did confirm they will not share box office data. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, okay, to that point then, mm-hmm. so are they split, is there a split with, with theaters? Uh-huh. Because they get to keep the money. Because, <laughs> you know, a typical split will be 60, 40, 60 goes to the studio, yeah. 40 goes to the theaters. When you four wallet, you, for, you, know, you just get a check and they don't need to know about it. When you're splitting revenue, uh, the theaters are going to want, you know, like they like get a cut of your money. So they're going to want, you know, uh, that's, inter- I don't, that's interesting. Let me take a guess. We won't get the data. <laughs> uh, well, I think no. I think we will. You it won't. Do be, I don't think it'll be confirmed. Right. It'll be. It'll leak out. It'll. You know. Yeah. There will be chatter about this, and it'll be. We didn't confirm it, and like, yeah, we know, but you weren't going to, and it's gonna be that. 
back and forth about that. I mean, but that's the, interesting the, to the, know. The, the impact, the, the overall uh, impact of this is they, people have been speculating uh, since the downturn that they, that, that they have to start a theatrical uh, alignment there because, you know, first of all, they were making dozens of films that were just disappearing into the into the fire hose and then a theatrical release is uh, the world has come to agree is a way, the way to make your film something bigger and, um, and also to potentially give them a more diversified re- revenue stream for this company that just has one revenue stream right now. Um, and you, we've had months here of where we've heard that, that Scott Stuber is, says there've been all sorts of leaks. They're that Scott Stuber is campaign. Yes, uh, is, is campaigning for uh, for theatrical releases, and that he, he's pushing Reed and Ted. Then, and there was no the thing about the significance of Glass Onion is that this was the most this is the most theatrical friendly film that they've got, and they're ever going to have. This is this is this is a major you know it's a sequel to a very successful um, uh, film. It's 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 a time when when there's there's space at the box office um, and if they weren't going to go all in on this, they're probably never going to. So well, I think we I, know the answer to that now. Well, I think Netflix would say, like, sorry, not happening at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> which was, again, the, the kind of undercurrent of all the earnings messaging today. But separately, you know, entertainment strategy guy, he also wrote um, in his column about the theatrical release of Glass Onion, um, he says, you know, the way we talk about the first film, you'd think it grossed $400 million at the domestic box office when it actually did $160 million. Like, this is not, you know, for Knives Out, this is not Top Gun Maverick. So, you know, it's a, it's a it's like a hit movie, but not like a, a you know, game-changing hit movie in the pantheon of big movies. So... Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, so, uh, okay, Next, Sean, password sharing. Yeah, so they announced, uh, there's news came out yesterday that they were allowing people to transfer their profiles to a new account. Uh, my favorite. They're, they're, they're referring to people who essentially are, I guess you would say, maybe stealing Netflix or using someone else's account as uh-huh. quote-unquote borrowers. Yeah. They're not people who are, <laughs> that's the term they're using for people who are mm-hmm. using someone else's account or have a profile on someone else's account. Yes. Uh, they are borrowers, borrowers there. So they're allowing borrowers uh-huh. to uh, own their, their list of you know profile to bring over to a new account should they want to set up their own account. Uh-huh. So that way you don't have to reestablish you know, your, your tastes and the, the algorithm knows you already. Wow. So it doesn't, you know, so that's that's one thing you can do. And then the other thing they, they set up, or they announced a little more today, was that essentially a, what was the, uh, they have a term for the master account person. I don't know if they called it, but anyway, the, the non-borrower, uh-huh. uh, the owner of the account, yep. uh, can set up sub-accounts, or as they're calling them, extra members on their account. It's, it sounds like for a small fee, which they didn't really delineate. Okay. There's more to come on. This will all be kind of happening early 2023, so perhaps the next earnings call will be the you know the announcement of this, whatever this is going to be. But the thing is, sounds like what we're doing is we're allowing people, should people want to set up their own account for $7 or whatever it might be, uh, who were previously not paying for it, you can transfer your, your, your queue, your list, and your whatever, which is lovely. And then additionally, anybody who has an account can add extra members presumably for a fee that is not, that was, 
you know, it was a lot of talking around it that wasn't, and they weren't asked about, like, how much is that? And can you, how many people can you have in your account without paying an extra well, fee for right. that kind of stuff? Is this so. like an amnesty program? I mean, are you going to get punished <laughs> if you are, are? Well, this is step one. They've learned a lot. They've done these tests and we've okay. all heard the feedback from Latin America and mostly they've been happening down there and their feedback, you know, obviously it's Twitter feedback. So take it, you know, whatever yeah. it might be of people being outraged about whatever that was that they tried to do. Uh, or were testing to do. So this is where they're at now. It sounds like they're still kind of treading with yeah. a little trip, you know, right. softly, I it's guess. It's like voluntary the... needle exchange. <laughs> Turn in your gun. <laughs> like, like you're asking people to do the right thing. It's a little bit of let's just see what happens if we give them the tools to do, you know, and I think we probably know where that's going to go. But uh, that yep. seems to be the case where... Uh, what's going to be the next, the first steps in early 2023. Okay, so maybe two last topics here, um, unless I'm missing something. Um, they brought up gaming and sports. Uh, well, gaming, yes, yeah, sports really no, so that would probably be your... your so they didn't bring, okay, so they did not bring up sports. I think sports <laughs> maybe, it was definitely not in the the report, as far as I saw anywhere. Uh, and then um, uh, Doug from J.P. Morgan didn't really bring that up as a, hey, Amazon keeps buying a lot of sports here and you know and what are you guys doing um so that was not really, that was not brought up uh but gaming really is you know at the end of the call you know they were asked about you know what's the key to the next 20 12 24 months of leadership and whatever the question was um you know and ted's was saying film tv and games are the focus like it was like the third leg of the pillar here versus just something we are experimenting with it was that was like the what's well, the next two years games was you know on that tier so so you'll be shocked to hear i'm not much of a gamer um uh, but- <laughs> well, I, I may, you may be shocked to know i, I am not either okay uh, and i am pretty sure richard is not richard so of the three people on this podcast do any of us know can you go on netflix now and play yes. games you can. yeah okay it's never surfaced in my in my well they know that I'm that's that what the I'm algorithm not. is probably yes. saying this person may not well, be but we'll uh, and are they good games I, you know i they're investing heavily they just opened a, okay. another office in helsinki which is apparently a very large hub Ga- for yes, it is. Uh, game development which yep. I, I learned uh, this month um so they're you know they're expanding and they have they bought a couple of studios previously this this new one in helsinki is a kind of more of a home group we're building one up uh they had i think that's one of the Get leaders from EA to come and you know kind of be the head creative. Uh, person so they're not it. talking sports. They're not talking sports. Is not news. a mention. So I like, mean, news is they do you know some docu and they yeah. do top yeah yeah sports is not mentioned and live is not mentioned as a thing. So, so they're so. trying to keep the habit going in a different way from the other streamers right now. Right. I mean, Netflix wants you to use the app more yeah. like that. And that's what gaming does is that you may not go watch a TV series every day, but you may go play your game every day, every day. And that's right. where they're really leaning into that. Um, and probably leaning more into the, the IP based games based off films or movies versus mm-hmm. something that has a little more organic tie in. It sounds like versus just a, a game for, you know, a, a game's sake would be they're going with it, but it's, you know, he was, they were, uh, seem, seem pretty uh, confident that they want to really, you know, because they've kind of done a little bit in the area, yep. but they're really investing in this and well, they see it as a, as a future. So, you know, Richard um, just came out today with this first of his series. Um, what's the plan? It's a, it's a looking a studio by studio about like, what is the corporate strategy of these companies? And in his first one is about Warner Brothers Discovery. And in this one, he talks about uh, that one of Dave, David Zasloff's concerns he learned about was churn. Uh, that he, he churn is a priority almost more than growth. Is that right, Richard? 
Yeah, that's I mean that's the feeling there. That's the the uh, numbers in, in the U.S. certainly have, have, have topped out in, in Europe, and um, and that the, the the much bigger concern is is that uh, every every month a certain number of people unsubscribe. And, you have to earn them back that, constantly. That yeah. Yeah, and that people people have figured out now how to how to unsubscribe to their um, to, to their to subscriptions there, and yep. uh, they're they're racking racking up a lot of them, and uh, you know in the year ahead, money might get even tighter, and well, uh, so, some people yeah, so hence gaming, and I think you say in your gaming for Netflix, and I think you say in your piece, Richard, uh, this is part of their Discovery Plus HBO Max mashup strategy, which is. Uh, Discovery Plus, in their estimation, is more habit forming. Yeah, any and anything that they can do, you, you know, the hits get all the the big attention. But whatever they can do to make it more sticky and make people uh, uh, hang around longer, we we, we talked in uh, with Warner's how it's sort of a pair pairing is what is so they're positioning it between you get these these big mega hits that are appointment viewing from HBO like the Game of Thrones. And um, on the other side, you have the uh, the discovery shows, the home improvement shows, and diners, drive-ins, and dives that are that that, that you can kind of leave on all day. On. That, yeah, that people TV. just uh, TV wallpaper. Yeah, uh, no Dahmer people, there. But, um, so it's not the attention getting, but it's actually it's that, but it's actually much stickier. So um, could you could you bring together these two things and 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 create the perfect uh, combination with the uh, with the new, whatever the new HBO Discovery app will be. Yeah, and Ted, certainly one of the things that he did emphasize and continue to emphasize is, you know, really keeping the foot on the gas for we need to keep churning out content people want to see and at a, at a high volume. So I don't, there was no talk of any uh, spending slowdown or anything, you know, they're keeping that kind of 17 billion, you know, let's say plus or minus a billion. I mean, that's, um, that's, that's a remarkable thing. Like since, since the big crash, um, there, there really hasn't been any kind of correction or reorienting or, or anything that that uh, that that was at least publicly right. uh, from, from Netflix. It's, it's uh, we we we've heard stories that they're less prestige oriented now and looking for more broad broader stuff, but they haven't slowed down. They haven't had a wholesale uh, house cleaning of, of of their executives. Certainly, no one at the top has taken any blame for that so um they after after all said and done they don't seem to think there was much of a problem right um and they they also flexed with this stat in their earnings letter i think this is from the earnings letter sean in the u.s netflix accounts for 7.6 percent of all tv time amazon 2.6 percent and disney disney plus and hulu plus and Hulu Live altogether are just 1.4 right but they also remember those services have about half of the subscriber base. Right. Yeah. That's the thing about Netflix. Whenever you see the top 10 Nielsen, it's all Netflix. I'm like, yeah, because they're in 73 million homes. Right. When another service is only in 40, 45 million, of course, the number of minutes viewed, I don't care what the, a larger number of people could be watching it. Right. But it's this, it's, it's not, a, it's not NBC or, and CBS yeah. where they're all in the same amount of households. Right. And that's right, the thing right. that gets comped all the time. That's just not, that's what that number intimates, but is not true. You know, that's not true. You have to remember that. So, right. Well, it really felt like they were throwing down today. Like, you know, we don't care what you think about us. We, we haven't, we're not going to listen to your stupid advice and we're doing really well. And, 
hard to argue. I don't know. Wall a Street bit. agreed. Tell us what happened. Uh, yeah, and the stock's up 14% after hours. Wow. Um, uh, so one thing going forward, they will no longer be giving guidance on subscriber ads. Okay. So they will no so what, that, What's the meaning of that? Um, that is, again, that it's that revenue flex, Richard. It's uh, honestly, we are basing our success on how much money we are going to make, and everybody in streaming needs to start doing this too. And we will tell you our revenue projection. We will not tell you how we're getting there, per se, per subscribers. And also, Richard, because the ad tier is coming in, it's a different revenue stream. So they want to accentuate that, hey, you know, if, if we do have a lot of downshifters or whatever, it's not a big deal because all we care about is that revenue number. We don't necessarily care as much about that subscriber number again. So that's what that play is, is kind of a dual uh, purpose, I think. Um, but that is uh, going forward. We are telling you how much money we're making, how much more money we're going to be making. And that's the only thing that really matters. And we're here. making more money than you. And we're <laughs> And you're losing money. And you're so. losing money. So there. <laughs> so click. there. Yeah. <laughs> so there. They so this last prediction they they predicted 4.5 million sub ads in Q4, which is generally a good quarter for them, and it's a strong quarter anyway. A lot of big programming coming up, um, but that's still that's double the ads they had this quarter. Okay. Uh, so they're predicting another strong quarter in Q4. Uh, revenue about the same, but again the the strong dollar kind of is killing them, you know, a little bit internationally in terms of actual <laughs> leaning into revenue at a time where revenue globally is a little shaky, a little shaky because of the, the dollar, but longer term, that's certainly, you know, again, hopefully we'll, the ties will change. But one other note, you know, their marketing spending Q3 was down 70 million from a year ago, down about 10%, wow. which was interesting, which could be due to how many things they had in the, in the, in the quarter per yep. se, but it's interesting. That's a 10% drop year to year in marketing spend where, where are you finding the money? And I was like, right. oh, that's an interesting, huh. again, could be, yeah, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, oh, that's in terms of where, where the cuts have been and that, and it's really the, the layoffs and things like that were a little bit more focused in that area previously. So I think that that was one, one number that was like, oh, that's, that's a, decent size drop that wasn't, you know, like, all right, it's 10%. I was like, okay. So, well, anyway. they definitely had good news today, seemed happy about it in Everybody their YouTube seems video. Happy. Every, everyone's happy. Everybody seems happy, except Hollywood Ex- around town, probably. Yeah, exactly. I don't, know, I don't know what text you're getting, Richard, or people, or <laughs> what reactions around town you're getting, but kind of curious what the... Uh... Uh, well, Schadenfreude train is stalled out, I think, as of today. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, Richard, our producer here, who has been kind enough to stay late uh, for us at Advertising Week, I saw him look at his watch. So I think it's time we let him go home. Um, <laughs> advertising Day, Advertising Week Day is over. It's over. It's dinner Unless time. If he wants to hear more about Warner's death, I can, <laughs> I can, I can stick I know, around. Uh, I know a guy. Yeah, you can do a private call. Yeah. I think he's going to stick around yeah. for that. We'll send um, me your information, Richard. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Richard, enjoy Los Angeles this week. Uh, Sean and I will stick around in New York. Sean, great to see you. Um, and um, thanks, everybody, for joining us from Advertising Week. Uh, we'll be back with you later this week. Remember to subscribe to The Angler at theangler.com and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. See you later. Bye.